0: Hello, welcome to this week's Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Kern Kelly, no relation. Um, Kern, why don't you introduce yourself to our audience and tell us who you are? Sure. There? Thank you. Um, so
1: I'm a teacher. I'm an educator in central Maine. Um, I work at RSU 19, which is about 2,500 students. Um, uh, this is one of my hats I wear. Um, one of the other hats I wear um, before COVID, uh, I would do contracting for um, Google Education to do workshops around the world. So I do presentations and workshops and for education purposes, typically bringing my students with me. Um, so we would go and do put on events and, and do things uh, pretty much everywhere and then COVID hit and so that slowed down. Um, and now we're doing that virtually.
0: And workshops about what? What, do you, what, what are you teaching or learning? In the yeah. Workshop? So typically I'd have my
1: students teaching other school students. So we do um, presentations on technology. So it might be on 3D printing or coding or um, designing or graphic design or, or you name the the content. We talk to the schools what they needed um, and we would you know build my kids. And my kind of philosophy
0: is teaching to learn. So sure. the idea is when you teach something, you learn something better. Absolutely. there. I mean, it's one of the best ways to learn is to try and teach it. Exactly. I mean, that's basically what writing is Is in some ways. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I take assignments uh, from Wired because I want to learn yep. about it. And that, that business of having to write it out, oh, my gosh, it's so devastating because I realize I don't really know what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, for sure. It's why I'm in, I mean, I'm in a teacher role in the last two decades, because I get the
1: opportunity to learn about things I've never knew existed, right? So my day is literally filled with, you know, one minute I'm working on drones, the next minute I'm working on, you know, coding, next minute I'm working on video production, and like literally throughout the day, it could be anything. Um, and for me, that's just a dream. I really get to work with a lot of different topics, so.
0: Okay. Well, this is great. So, so tell us about one of your favorite tools.
1: Yes. So the first one uh, as a teacher is kind of like uh, comes with the, with the territory. This is crucial. This is a uh, nomadic traveler backpack. Um, and so I am very much a backpack snob. I did, you know, Hours upon dozens and dozens and dozens of hours of research on the exact perfect backpack I want. I've had many, um, and for me, it did, wasn't just a backpack for school, like bringing textbooks back and forth. Uh, it also had to be very easy to travel with. As I mentioned, we travel around the world, so this is mission critical that it would do exactly what I needed to do when it needed to. Um, so this is where I landed. Um, this is it's a little expensive for a backpack uh, for for a main teacher, but um, it's perfect for what I needed it for. It's got. Um, okay, so all, I'm going to pause yeah. you for a second because sure. I going to
0: describe this to the people who are just listening. Oh, so for it's, sure. It's, it's, it's it's like a day pack, kind of a size. Yep. It's sort of gray, your standard um, small pack looking thing. So, right now, it's pretty indistinguishable. So, tell us about um, what's inside.
1: Yeah, for sure. Thank you for reminding that. Um, so one is the fact that it does the, the standard travel where the, it will flip out for laptops. Um, and so that you can lay it down um, when you're going through security. Uh, it also pretty easily holds two laptops at the same, like you can put a couple of them in there. I have a MacBook 16 Pro and a and a um, Alienware. And it's also some pretty heavy duty machinery and it fits all there fine, plus an iPad Pro. Um, and for me, when I'm when we're doing these presentations, again, it's mission critical that, okay, I basically have a spare tire. So one machine goes down, I have a lap- laptop with me. So that's not a, a an option um, it also has this ability to and this is something to explain to the to the audio listeners uh you can zip another kind of layer here and it unfolds having the expansion slot so mm-hmm. if you get there and you need to bring more stuff back with you than you came with you have a kind of that ability to have freedom to do so um because it expands and I, there's two flavors there's like uh, I don't remember exactly there's like a, a 40 liter and a 30 liter something like that I got the bigger one
0: um and this is so you, you know, a 40 liter and yeah. and um the other kind of pockets in the back um are there yeah. um packets on the side for your water bottle that kind of yep. stuff yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. Water bottle on the side, again, another crucial thing, right. going through the airport. Um, all this stuff has, you know, two very strong uh, zippers on the sides, little pockets everywhere. This also, again, when you're flying, you want to be able to reach down or reach up somewhere without having to search for something, but just know where it is. And so that kind of helps with all that.
0: And what about the weight? Is it, um, is it suitable for actually kind of like backpacking? That's you- a great question. I
1: <laughs> I don't care about the weight. I don't care. I I, I I I as long as it does what it needs to do. That was never a factor for me. Like I would take it as heavy as it needed to be. Um, it is on the heavier side. Um, so if that's a factor, I wouldn't think this would be a great backpacking type uh, one. Um, uh-huh. It is. It is good for like if you're going for a weekend somewhere, you need to bring some tech, but you also need to bring some clothes. That middle section that that unzips can give you you know ample space to put in outfits and
0: stuff. And, and remind us of the name again of the the brand or the model. Sure. So this is the Nomadic
1: Navigator Travel Backpack.
0: Nomadic is the brand? Yes. Yep. And they have all kinds
1: of stuff, but that's the one I landed on. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um, and do you have any recollection of about how much it was?
1: Yeah, it was about $300, okay. um, which is on the high end. It does come with a lifetime uh, warranty, um, but you can look into that. And the other tip I'll give you, if you go on their site and it's the first time you've been there, they give you like a 10% you
0: know, discount, that kind of thing. Sure. Sure. Yep. Nomadic, nomadic Co or medic, Nomadic? Uh, N-O-M-A-T-I-C. Oh, I see. Okay. I think it's supposed
1: to be a, a takeoff nomad, I, I guess. Yeah, right,
0: right. Okay. Well, well, thanks. That's a great one. Um, what's your second tool? Kirk? My second tool. So we got our
1: wonderful backpack, our teacher backpack. We're going to put some stuff in it, right? Uh, so this is uh, one of the other hats we do is we actually run our local access channel from our school. And so we do broadcast. Access
0: channel meaning what's the access channel?
1: Uh, cable. And so way back in the days of cable, of course, we have a, ver- a video version as well. Um, but all the school events, concerts, you know, uh, soccer games, basketball games, anything that goes through the school that's that's public that we want to share, our kids. Broadcast it. Um, and so oh, wow. we have a lot of media, of course, through you know, we could do to that. And so uh one of the things that happens is media storage and media um transitioning when taking videos from one place to another, or if you want to, you know, share something. Um, I have a, a million of these little, you know, uh little adapters and transitions that go from USB-C to USB-A and whatever, all these things. This is the one that I really like. Um, this is called the Buddy, B-U-D-I.
0: Okay, can you
1: describe it for sure well i'm going to tell you what my students told me it looked like which i didn't even think of <laughs> until they said they go mr kelly that looks like a vape it is not a vape <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's just basically a, a little cylinder uh, this one's black i think they come in red um, uh, you know hand size i'm not sure exact dimensions of it but uh the cool thing is it's a very sturdy metal case around it and it will slide out um, which gives you the options to, to store your micro SD cards um, and as well as other things. And so also built into this is this little uh, cable here, which I'll, so this is a USB-C to USB-C cable that allows you to also use this as a reader. And so, so I can plug. you,
0: you yeah. have this vape looking yeah. handheld stick or wand and you pull it up the telescopes out the top. There's a bunch of things with some slots for cards and yep. then there's a bunch of, oh, I see, there's a whole bunch of cable adapters. adapters. Exactly. Oh, right, so so the, a, okay. Yeah.
1: So this cable goes, the one that comes with it is USB C to USB C, but right. you can plug in these little heads to make it go almost from anything to anything. So USB, A, uh, Lightning, uh, USB, or micro USB, I should say, all that kind of stuff.
0: Right. So it's a this to that. It's kind of like the ultimate universal Exactly. adapter all in one little. That's right. Uh, Here's the way I like to think
1: of it. If Batman had an SD card carrier, this is what it would look like.
0: (laughs) This would be the one. And that's called, again, what's the name of that? Uh,
1: The B-U-D-I is the brand, Buddy. Okay. Uh, And I don't know what the actual name of the, actually, I can look real quick. Yeah,
0: well, we'll we'll, we'll get that. Um, I think you might have put that in our notes here. Um, So, yeah, so the Buddy, um, universal cable. SD card
1: holder and adapter, Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, great. So that's in your backpack. That's in my
1: backpack, exactly. And that's literally all the, the stuff that's in my backpack or stuff like that. I'm always looking for how can I minimize an efficiency and, you know, the, the big thing now is, of course, the GAN chargers, so that helped a lot. So you don't have to have uh-huh. quite as many cables and, and all this kind of thing, yeah.
0: Okay, all right, so on to the uh, this, um, third tool. So my third tool is the
1: Root-i robot, okay? Oh, wow. So you at home listening, think of a wow. Roomba. About half the size of a room, but maybe a dinner plate—a small dinner plate—for uh, your whiteboard. <gasps> yes, and so I have one right behind me. I'm going to expand my view here, and I know this won't help the. Uh, feel so you have
0: here. a whiteboard behind you, and this yep. is a little kind of a big pocket, sort of like a small saucer, yep, diameter, but it's thicker. It's got it's got an inch and a half, yep, thickness to it, and this is a. It, it, you configuring- you you pro- you code it. You program whatever you want to do. And so, be so eraser bot
1: yes yep okay yep so the, obviously the two thing two uh, hats I wear with that I'm excited about this. one is the teacher in me of course. Um, I did it it's not super fast so I did one ahead of time so I made a little Venn diagram with it. you can see how what it would look like. Um, and I can really quickly again this won't help your audience at home but you connect to it through Bluetooth um, and you have your own little free coding. It's a little web-based coding uh-huh. little, little blocky coding um, and so what's connected um, we'll let it run.
0: So right now, this little bot robot is magnetized, going vert- on a vertical whiteboard. That's right. and you can are.
1: say, "I want a circle," right? And so it would go through and, and drive around, and it would do. a Or, circle.
0: or in this case, is it doing a room? But is it doing a random um, traverse of it? Uh, yeah. So you, it's a couple things. You can also there's
1: also buttons on it, so you can program this front piece, uh-huh. the very front bumper. So you could say, if you bump into something, stop. Right. So I wouldn't, uh, you know, go off. Or, oh, here we go. Okay, so I'm not sure. I think I have the Venn diagram again. I'll hit play here. So I'm going to play on behind me this whiteboard. Uh, this should move in a second here. Um, there it goes. And so the little marker will go down, the little dry erase marker, and it will start drawing whatever you programmed it to draw.
0: Oh, it's drawing it. Yes. You, oh. You, you, you also thought, can erase. Okay, all right. All right you right. can do
1: both. Yeah, you have the choice in the code to say I want you to draw something or I want you to erase it. Like uh, we actually code two different things. One is to draw the original Venn diagram. And the second one is to erase the Venn diagram,
0: basically. Okay. I thought I was kind of imagining that it was do a random Roomba. Gotcha, oh, I see what you're saying, just everywhere.
1: No, yeah. what I would do in that case, if I was gonna do that, I'm gonna grab it. Um, if I was going to do that, I would uh, put it in the corner. Say so. I always know it's in one corner. Say just go back and forth. You know, twenty times, whatever. Right,
0: right, right, um, right.
1: It's, it's all blocky coding. Uh, the reason why I like this not only for the function of you know doing whiteboard stuff, which is cool um, for my students. And so one thing that we do, we do coding. Um, in Maine, we actually have a, a, a computer science uh, new initiative this year that I'm a part of. Uh, we provided hardware for districts. Every school in the state of Maine received what kits that they wanted. They could choose Spheros, which are type of robot, um, spike kits, which are a Lego product, um, merge cubes are another product. But anyway, but what happens is um, we really wanna make sure that kids understand when they're coding something virtually and they transition that into the real world into a robotic thing, they can see the results of their changes in code immediately. And so going from that kind of mental, you know, aspect where they're just thinking about something they can actually see it in real life. And so that to me is a huge learning uh, ability
0: for them to do that. And and, and then these are called again, uh, what are they called? Uh, the root iRobot. It is an iRobot product, just like your Roomba, basically. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So the root is uh, is an iRobot yep. uh, learn learner version. Yeah.
1: And if you that's right, exactly. Exactly. And if you go to code.irobot.com, you'll see the free website. There's no uh, no information collected. It's just it looks like just blocky coding. You yeah. can code a virtual version so you can see what it's gonna look like beforehand. Okay, and then when you're then when you're ready to go, it's like okay, play, and now you do right. it in the real world.
0: And and, and what do they run the um, routes? These these are two hundred dollars. Okay. And um, are Roombas programmable? I mean, if you had a Roomba, an old Roomba, or something, and you wanted to to play around with it, that's a good you... question. I don't know that
1: the official brand Roombas. I've seen other knockoff devices that are comparable yeah. uh-huh. that are, but not necessarily Roomba specifically. I don't. I've never seen that.
0: Yeah, well, I was just wondering if if, that, if there was a little market in. Yeah. used Roombas that people didn't want. And then, well, well yeah. the kids can go and program these. Things. Absolutely, absolutely. No, yeah. I think,
1: and, and this also comes with, if you don't have like a big whiteboard at home and you want to use it with your kids, yeah. it comes with ground, you know, like because there's, there's also color sensor here. Right. So if it runs into a red line, you can say stop or turn around or whatever you want. Right. And so you could put stuff on the ground or whatever, just like a Roomba.
0: Right. Okay, that's really cool. Okay. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So, Karen, how about your fourth tool? My last
1: tool I'm super excited about so, this is the. Oh, <laughs> yes.
0: On a dolly. Oh, wow. It's a little way to get over it in here. It looks like a 3D printer. It is a, it is a 3D printer. printer. 3D printers are
1: kind of a dime a dozen now. There's all kinds of them out there. Um, and we have the very high-end Ultimaker. I'm actually looking at an Ultimaker S5 right there in front of me. So those are super expensive, very nice, very lovely. This one is um, what I consider like the workhorse. This is like the Honda Accord of 3D printers. Because um, at the lower end, especially in schools, the number one issue is not the ability to 3D print the most beautiful thing. It's print time. If print time takes an hour per item, you can't do a classroom. So we'd rather have more printers that do a good job pretty good job than having the best ones ever because it doesn't work out. And as you mentioned, on the dolly, we also, and this is educational uh, thought in my head, the way we roll it, all of our printers are on dollies that can roll into a classroom. So whatever you're teaching, if you're teaching language arts, math, science, hey, I need some 3D printers current, no problem. That afternoon, I can have five or six or 10 of them, whatever you need in your room. And that way, it it used to be we have the maker spaces where the teacher would go to the printers and it didn't happen because it was another another thing to stop, like stop it happening. Uh, so right. we have them on wheels.
0: Um, um, I, I I I have a Prusa, which yep. claims to be kind of the, the workhorse, um, and actually it was a kit that I put together. Um, how does this? Uh, so we've I, we worked with producers. We've we, I've been fortunate over time, we've been doing this
1: last, you know, as long as printers have been kind of a thing, um, to do, I, I don't know the exact number, let's say a dozen different brands and types and, and whatever. Uh-huh. And this for me, this FlashForge Three is the best bang for your buck. If you get much lower than this, you don't want a, a project to keep it working, just to think of keep it working, right? It's more work to get it going than just to use it. Yeah, yeah. But you can't have it so expensive that it's out of reach. So this is to right. me... As low as I want to go. Um, so this is the new model. We actually have a lot of the twos. This is the version three. It has uh-huh. a heated plate. It has. Um, uh, uh, it's a pretty good bed as far as size. You right. can actually take the head apart if you need to repair it, which is huge. Right. Um, and again, they're not very expensive. If you go through the directly through the company, they're like under four hundred
0: dollars. And so we can get. So how does that relate to the Prusas? Are they are they cheaper than Prusas or more reliable than Prusas or what? I,
1: I we found them to be more reliable. Now that's my own, that's anecdotal, but that's more reliable. The other factor, which is huge. um, So there's a website called or service called grid.space. And we have Chromebooks as many schools do. So our kids can't usually print directly from there. They don't have a slicer. That's an offline version, right? That you can work directly from the Chromebook to the device with the uh, grid.space that has a 3D modeler that has finders in it. So they can actually use their Chromebooks to slice their creations from Tinkercad say, and then they can get into the printer.
0: And they can't slice on a Chromebook with a Prusa because why?
1: Um, they they could if it's in that same if 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 Prusa has a web based version slicer.
0: Oh, because you don't have any apps. Exactly, on.
1: exactly, uh, exactly, okay. exactly. There are workarounds. Like we have some machines that we installed Linux on and did it. Well. I mean, there's ways to do it, but you uh-huh. want it to be as smooth as possible.
0: Huh. That's interesting. I had not thought about that. So the so so everything you do has to be browser based, 100. But for the kids,
1: 95%, but yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, our, that's
1: our default. Like there's once in a while where we, you can't because you just can't for whatever reason is there's, there's tools. Uh, we actually, if you know what we do, uh, my passion project, if you want to call it that uh, my students do a weekly live show where they talk about these types of tools, virtual tools. And the purpose of that is for kids, whatever you have for a device, if it's a, a an iPad, a Chromebook, a laptop, whatever it is, here's web-based tools that you can use that are free that you can make, create something with. And so that's what we do. Right. And so obviously that's limiting, but it's also not limiting if you don't know about it. So these are these are examples for kids to learn about. Oh, I didn't know about photopea.com. Like that's a whole thing that I can use, whatever device you have. And now you have this tool that's like great for creation.
0: That's a fantastic. I love the idea of entirely all basically open source or free. Yes. Web-based resources. And there must be alternatives or, you know, comparative substitutes. everything right from Uh, pretty darn close.
1: Like, again, everything is everything, but like once in a while, you know, you'll have something that just, there's, you know, and sometimes, and I'm also too. Like, I'm not interested in a trade-off. Like, yeah, you know, it's it's it works, but it's so much harder to make it work because it's open. You know, sometimes there's a trade-off there. Again, I'm not talking for you or I. I'm talking for our kids. Um, but if it's if it's free and open and available, and kids can just jump in and, and do things with it. Yeah. And what we do, and our our it's it's basically modeled on cool tools. It's just for for geared towards middle schoolers. Um, is we show an actual product. So during the show, you're gonna do a drawing. You're gonna build something. You're gonna make a 3D model. Sure. And by the time you're done, the kids have a good understanding of how to do it.
0: So going back to to this printer, which we didn't yeah, really please. talk about. So um, sing some of the praises here. What 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 do you like about it?
1: Um, the reliability. Um, so it's, it's super, super uh, sturdy. If, if something does break, like it does, like any printer, things get gummed up or whatever. Um, it's, it's really easy to take the head off um, and to jump in and to like clean it out. Um, there's no proprietary stuff. Um, we actually 3d printed. I don't know if you can see this, but we 3d printed the, the, the holders for the sides. Cool. So to be able to put spools, exactly, exactly put uh-huh. spools on it. Um, and again, it's, it's small enough. And the other thing too, this is a factor for some of the, um some of the less expensive printers that don't have a lot of uh, uh, hardware around it, we don't want kids to know, like, oh, yeah, don't put your hand in there. And so this is – it's not a glass plate, but at least they kind of have a feeling like, oh, yeah, I understand. This is where I should not put, put my fingers in there if I'm printing. Um, this is removable.
0: And this it- yeah, it's kind of like the Bruce too. They have a magnetic yep. Uh, yep. Heater, heater plate. And is it the same thing where there's a, a SD card slot that you – it's yep. not really Wi-Fi, right? It's you
1: can do both. There's a there's a USB a USB regular A slot. You can do Wi-Fi to it. We actually choose not to. Uh, again, in school, only because I don't want a kid printing something across the school that they don't even realize they're printing. Like, oh, I printed this thing, and I don't know where it is, and it starts up in a different room. So that's the only reason why we use the, the USB drive almost as a bottleneck. Okay, no, no, you be very careful about you're printing this thing. You're gonna walk over, you're gonna plug it in. Um, it's a it's a conscious choice.
0: Right, 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 and um and again the cost of this one is about what
1: uh, uh under 400 um okay. and so again if you get it from right directly from the from the source
0: and the the brand is is what
1: uh for uh, uh let's see flash forge is the brand this is the finder model
0: which flash is the, forge
1: yeah yeah flash forge and then finder and they have Different, you know, they, like how every company like that, they have different models going up. Uh-huh. But this is the base one. I mean, like I said, we have the Ultimakers. We even have we have a belt printer. Um, you know, like the 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 ones that have the conveyor belts, so that we can do an entire class set of projects overnight right. instead of doing one by one. Have um, you but,
0: dipped your toe into resin printers?
1: Uh, no, o- only because not because we don't. I again, believe me, I'm right there. Uh, it's it's the, there is obviously um. Uh, concerns about safety and as far as like, again, again, anything can be safe, but it's different when you have kids, like uh, the bang for your buck. Uh, I will say, and this is, again, my own opinion here, if I'm in a classroom and I want to get, you know, steam, stem type of uh, things going with kids, to get them excited about stuff, few things you get for as little expensive as it is, is a 3D printer. You roll that in, everybody's excited. When they're building things, it's a real product. They're holding their hands. All the problems you would have with everything else, but they're doing it in real time. So um, we've looked at resin printers. I actually had one in the car at one point in my budget. I'm like, I'm not ready for that yet with my kids so
0: yeah and what about like um laser cutters we've got them
1: yep so we've got big huge laser cutters um the gx i have to look at the the model gcc 400 um our kids do laser cutting we actually have a program all of our middle schoolers fifth or eighth grade go through our integrated technology program Mm -hmm. they all make their own skateboard every kid makes their own skateboard from scratch (laughs) so they so they get a blank they get a blank We we actually had a woodworking company in the state of maine who made like zoo york boards which are really high-end boards we would buy the blanks from them the kids would drill the holes they would uh you know they'd sand them they would do the, all the woodworking component of it when they're done they have a working multi-hundred dollar would be if you bought it skateboard they painted they, in art class the whole thing
0: that is fantastic what a great thing um and, and you're buying the trucks the little wheel things they're not they, yes
1: so well how we do that is the kids actually buy their own and if they want to they can donate to buy another one for another kid that can't afford it yeah, yeah. we've never been without extras
0: yeah yeah that's fantastic that's a great project um so so um so t- i mean i don't know if you have a, if you need if you have another passion project beyond this well
1: i'll tell you i'll tell you the big thing for me obviously is the slam show which slam stands for student leadership ambassadors of maine uh, uh-huh. the Do- what happened is pre-COVID, the DOE, Department of Education, I talked with you know the 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 we have a we've had one-to-one laptops in the state of Maine for about twenty years. Uh, Angus King started this program, it's MLTI, which is Maine Learning Technology Initiative, um, <clears throat> about twenty years ago. And so every seventh and eighth grade in the entire state and their and their teachers had a laptop. This was way back when, like now that's not a big deal, but back then that was like. You know, revolutionary.
0: And and you say have a laptop, meaning that they have a laptop of their own or just a laptop that was assigned to them. No,
1: no, no. They each student, every seventh eighth grader and their teachers had their own machine or, or their own MacBook. Like wow. every one of them. Yeah. So again, I've said this at different conferences, and, and somebody's like, oh my god, that's so many. I'm like, yeah, but again, Maine, it was about seventy thousand. Like we, you know, that'd be like a suburb of somewhere in you know California yeah, yeah, yeah. or something, but. What that did is it changed the playing field where, where you know as a teacher, oh yeah, everyone of my kids have a device, it's fine. Like I'm not have to worry about that and signing out things or whatever. And it changed the conversation so that now 20 years later, uh, we, we got COVID money just like everybody else. And we were able to do things like these computer science kits that are hardware-based. We're buying a lot of equipment because we already know that the one-to-one is there. Yeah. Um, when a lot of places, when they had to go one-to-one and go virtual because of COVID, Maine was pretty good in the sense that we've been doing it for 15 years so it wasn't like this one you know crazy new thing we've never done before kids know what to do parents know what to do generally speaking uh that there was it was okay
0: yeah that's really fantastic and so um uh, Are other states sort of borrowing what you have pioneered? Yes, yes,
1: yes. We've been reached out by like Hawaii and different states and have have come to, you know, like, how did you do that? And again, now, my opinion now, this is actually considered Milti or MLTI 2.0, because to me, a a device, a laptop or a Chromebook is table stakes. That's where you start in in, in school now, pretty much. Um, And then from there, what else can you do with it? And that's where these other types of hardware come in, where these are what I can do. And as I mentioned that the slam show, um, the purpose of that is, okay, you have this device maybe you don't have this other hardware but what are some creative tools right now you can go on and make you know the one of you, i know you've talked about before tinkercad's an easy one right every it's free kids can jump on there they can build things uh you know even if you're not doing the 3d printing component of it it's still worth your time to kind of play with and figure out and we've got dozens of different examples of that type of thing that type of creation product
0: right i, I used tinkercad i was just using it last night and i noticed that there's now the circuit um yes yes component, which i didn't know about and i haven't tried um yeah. Which was oh, it's,
1: it's great. And again, but here's the here's the, uh, here's where I think we come in as educators um, is the skill stacking. where We're saying, okay, you did that Tinkercad. Now take that model you created. Yeah, we can 3D print now. That's cool. But we're going to bring that into, we use another program called CoSpaces, which is a virtual reality environment. And now you're taking that model and you're going to do AR with it. And so one thing we're actually working on this year is my kids are going around. We're putting an augmented reality layer on top of the school Wow. Basically, so wherever you are, so parents come in for a basketball game, they hold up their phone. Oh, I need to know where the bathroom is. And his arrows would show which direction to go and cool. where it be.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Yep. That's really fabulous. This is really great. Well, thank you so much. We'll have links in the um, description. If you have more that you want us to include, just send them to me. And sure. um, I really appreciate your enthusiasm. Um, I wish to be, uh, had you in middle school. That would <laughs> great. Well, if you
1: ever want one of my students to do this, say the word, cause I would, I would love it. They're, they're, they're awesome.
0: Um, it sounds really fantastic. Um, and, um, again, thank you for sharing, um, your, your love of, of good stuff and cool tools. Thank you.
1: Well, as I said, I literally have listened to every cool tools and every time at the end of it, I, th- I would think in my head, like which tools would I, would I pick? And so, like, so Yeah.
0: Well, great. You did a great job. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This year, our Cool Tools blog will be 20 years old, which means we've been posting something new every day for 20 years. It's only possible because of the very engaged and knowledgeable readers and listeners like yourself. You've kept this place going, and we are very grateful for you. With this idea of 20 years in mind, um, we decided to try an experiment this year. And I'm inviting our guests and listeners to join me on our Cool Tool Show and Tell, which is the program that you're listening to right now. So if you feel you'd make a good guest on this podcast and have four uncommon tools that you'd like to share with us... Um, Please sign up on our form on the website, and we'll see about inviting you. You must be comfortable taking off, talking on a video, and um, you need to have some tools that you can show. Um, we record on, as you know, on Zoom. We do a YouTube version, a visual video version of it, as well as an audible version. Fill out the form if you're interested, and um, list your full for cool tools, and we'll see if there's a good fit. The applications aren't guaranteed in any way, um, and we're looking at tools that are new to us and appropriate tools and um, whether the times will work for you. So um, we're really interested in hearing from people all over the world, not just in the U.S., although the tools have to be available online, easily available online. And... Um, If you are a long-time listener, you kind of know what the definition of our tools are. They're very broad. They can be anything that's handy, from something in the kitchen to something you use to travel to a workshop to something professional that we may not know about. We're really interested in things that we don't know anything about. So um, this is an open invitation. We'll give it a try. If you think you make a good guest for this podcast, um, fill out the form. There'll be a link somewhere on our website um, and we look forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you.